Okay. Well, welcome, Dallas Hello. Church. Hello. Welcome to uh, the first ever video training on fasting I've ever been a part of. True. Um, we're going to try yeah, and keep this... Um, Short, short, sweet. yeah, short, helpful, sweet, helpful, um, <laughs> and just because I really didn't know much about fasting, um, it's something that, and we'll talk about this probably more as we get into it, but it's something that the Bible throws out, and it says words like prayer and mm. fasting. They're often connected together. Yeah, yeah, and then um, though you don't necessarily explain all those things, and so we have to do some work. To come around that so um, so I hope this is just kind of a helpful um, real quick get into it like primer. welcome to the, the yeah. primer the primer welcome the... to the primer on <laughs> prayer and, and I have to say right now like right now Jackie and I are actually in a fast we've been in it since the beginning of January and we do it every year we call it the Daniel fast which is taken off and done all these kind of things there's cookbooks and all that but really the whole point is kind of pulling away from um, things that we normally would enjoy for the sake of focus. Mm -hmm. And it's been really powerful this, this, this year. Yeah. So. Awesome. So let's kick off uh, first question, Ben. Why are we doing a week of prayer and fasting? That's a we good haven't idea. done one before, right. so why now? Well, the uh, you know, Village Church, which is our daughter church, they've been kind of doing this, I think, for a few years now. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they've invited us in the past. And, and this particular year, we thought, what a great thing to jump in with our, our daughter church and, and, or our sister church, however you want to uh, put it out there. But we thought it would be a great way to kick off the new year. Um, a lot of people are making commitments or, well, for lack of a better term, uh, resolutions. I don't know if I love that term. But there, you know, a, lot of, a lot of us are making maybe some changes. And sometimes when we're making changes or considering maybe new directions, prayer and fasting can be a really powerful thing. And so we thought, why don't we join in with our, our daughter church over in Adair and uh, kind of go through this week and make it special. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. And I, I think what I'm kind of thinking about and focusing on with my prayer life as I jump into this is um, God keeping me on mission in 2023 and, and maybe breaking through. We did that series last January on breakthroughs. Um, mm -hmm. And breakthroughs aren't just a 2022 thing, but no. Uh, so maybe we're we're doing kind of a similar thing, but we're coming at it from a different angle. Um, and and this is something yeah, with good. prayer and fasting that we're kind of pulling a chapter from the playbook of our brothers and sisters overseas and in India and yep. China. Uh, and that's something that seems kind of weird to us in America, but is very normal. Um, in some of those countries and cultures. And we also see and just keep hearing reports of the gospel is kind of exploding in some of those contexts. And well, and, so, and people doing this prayer and fasting kind of together to uh, pause and reflect, connect with, with the Lord. And then God tends to move in cool ways. And prayer and fasting is another way for us to make space for God. Mm -hmm. And uh, gosh, we could do that more and more, not just for this week, but it'd be great for us to, to, to create more room where God can work and move. And uh, I often use fasting this time of year just to pray about vision, where God might be leading us as a church family. And uh, I believe God has got some great things ahead of us. And so, yeah, it's exciting. That's awesome. So what exactly is hmm. fasting? That's a good question. Because in the Christian calendar, which uh, traditionally there, there was a period every year we call Lent. And that's like a 40-day period leading up to Easter. And in a sense, you're um, 
giving up something is usually how the language is mm -hmm. for that period of time. And then come Easter, you can then celebrate by bringing that back in that you gave up. And, and I know people sometimes will, in our modern culture, give up, I don't know, uh, media Netflix. streaming, yeah. Netflix or Facebook. social media. Yeah. <laughs> and, and those are good things. In Scripture, most of the time it had to do with uh, foregoing food for a limited period of time. Mm -hmm. And I realize that some people can't do that. They have different diets or uh, different health issues. But generally speaking, in Scripture, fasting was a pulling away from food for a, a period of time. And you take the time that you would normally be preparing food or getting food, mm -hmm. and that would give you extra time to focus in on God. And um, I know f for me, when I fast for a longer period of time, it like hyper-focuses me. And, um, and so I try to bring that hyper-focus on God. And, uh, and so fasting often is pulling away from food, or it could be something else that you pull away from that's meaningful to you that you're giving up for the sake of, not just giving it up, but for focusing on the Lord. Yeah. And it, and it is really that spiritual element. I mean, there's, there's ways that fasting's come back into um, the vogue with intermittent fasting and... Yep. Um, many times people doing that with like a metabolic reset or a cleanse. And those are but, more for, for health Yeah, reasons, and they're right? good. Like we're not going to say those are bad, but, um, and maybe they can be prayerful as you invite God into it, but, but that's not what scripture is talking about right. when it says, right. um, you know, fasting, um, because it really is just this very spiritual thing. Right. And so... Um, and, and we need to be clear right away that as far as I can tell from Scripture. We're not commanded anywhere in Scripture to do this, um, but it's curious that we find fasting and often prayer uh -huh. in really important moments throughout the Scriptures. The first time I think it shows up in a big way is Moses getting the second version of, uh -huh. of the, the written law on the tablets. So his second round, the first round didn't go so well, but the second round, you have him going up to the mountain to receive, not just to see the Lord. It's an amazing passage in Exodus 34, I think. But in that moment, he's fasting uh, and praying for 40 days and 40 nights, which, if you're paying attention, that sounds very familiar to Jesus' experience in the mm -hmm. desert. So there's this moment where everything kind of is put aside and, and you're creating space for God and, um, and pulling away from food and normal things so that you can hear the Lord speak. So kind of cool, but it's not commanded in no. Scripture that we can, far we can tell. Yeah, it's not. And, in, and it's like um, when, when Jesus says, he gives teaching on fasting in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. He says, when you fast. He doesn't say, when you fast on these times at these right, days. Right. But he also doesn't say, you know, you shouldn't do it. So it's kind of this neutral yeah. He's assuming thing. that you would yeah. at times. And, and so you'll see that occasionally in the Gospels, this assumption that there would be some fasting involved. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that's, that's almost a vol it's more voluntary yeah. that you would volunteer to do that um, for a limited time for the sake of focus and, uh, and, and, and looking to the Lord. Yeah. And, and then the early church also had that practice. So... Mm -hmm. So it's like we're we're looking. There's people we look up to. They're yeah. doing this, so we're going to embrace this. Um, yeah, and yeah. then just a resource you and I have have both kind of used and um, benefited oh, yeah, from. Yeah. But one of the best books, one chapter in it's the like book, the standard. Yeah, the gold standard on <laughs> spiritual disciplines. Um, and I actually I asked I asked Bob Sloan on Sunday, Hey, what's your best book on fasting? And he was like, This one. So. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, Celebration of Discipline with um, Richard J. Foster is just a really good spiritual growth primer. Yeah, um, but yeah. I like how he starts with some of the philosophical, what is fasting, why are we doing it, but then gets really nuts and bolts. Uh, because even in, even in Bible college, nobody taught me. Right, you right. know the nuts and bolts of fasting, and it's I kind had, of just this assumed thing. Yeah, but it's it's if you're new to it, then you're you're in good company because yeah. we we've learned it over the years, and it's been powerful in our lives. And so, gosh, if you've never done it, it'd be a great thing to yeah, try. Yeah, it's something to experiment with mm-hmm. and um, and give it a shot. And if you do need like the nuts and bolts, um, that that book by Foster, yeah. and it's the chapter's twenty something pages. And it's you a, get it's a good it. one. Yeah. You know, and, and scripture, you'll see this over and over again. You'll see, in fact, you can even do a word search for fasting. And you'll see that uh, fasting, fasting is something that God's people did when they were in mourning. And so just kind of creating space for leaning into grief, uh, something that's, sometimes that's important. Um, there's other times where looking for direction and leading. Uh, like when uh, I think Barnabas and Saul were being prayed over and they were fasting to figure out where they were going to go next to plant churches in, in the ancient world uh, for witness. There's times where there'd be wit- uh, prayer and fasting uh, for witness. And you look at like Daniel and his mm-hmm. friends, and sometimes mm-hmm. they would do that or withhold from certain things that everybody else was doing um, to, to kind of highlight that God's taking care of his people. And so a lot of different places where fasting and often prayer together become this powerful uh, intersection where, where we are there making space for God and he, he fills it. Pretty cool. Absolutely. And, and so if I was to ask you, okay, Ben, how do we fast? What's the, mm. the nuts and bolts? Well, I think um, a good thing to try would be uh, in the case of food, if you're, again, if you're medically able yeah. to do that, yeah. and I think many of us are, uh, try a sunup to sundown fast, which would have mm. been common in uh, ancient Judaism and common in the first century. Uh, even probably, I'm sure Jesus' disciples would do a sun up to sundown. So you wake up, the sun is up, you uh, forego eating until, um, you know, sundown. Now, often um, with fasting, you're also okay to have water. Uh-huh. Uh, and okay. uh, because I'm a coffee lover, I, I allow myself coffee. Although be careful when you're not eating food yeah. and the, the, the caffeine hits your system. It's, it hits you differently if you haven't been eating yeah. anything. So you could try a sun up to sundown or even like a half a day, a 12 hour. Um, mm. uh, you know, our, our calendar is a little bit different than the ancient world, but um, generally a sun up to sundown is a great way to start or just choose a time frame where you're going to, maybe you're going to forego a meal, say lunchtime, uh-huh. um, but not just to not eat. It's you want to spend some extra time with the Lord. So you could try a meal, try a sun up to sundown. Um, as you progress, I mean, I've done, a, in fact, this week I've done a couple 24-hour fasts, but they were for specific reasons. And um, oftentimes in my life, uh, prayer and fasting are, uh, certainly you pray all the time, but fasting can sometimes be brought in when you're really trying to wrestle through something. And, um, and I've really tried to utilize that. So, but that's something that you get to used to. You, you kind of have to yeah. develop these muscles, if you will. So, uh, but again, uh, if you need to check with your doctor and everything yeah. like that, please yeah. don't. Yeah, we want you to be safe <laughs> you gotta be uh, in this. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and I think, I think about as I've learned and made mistakes with it. And I think um, just some early pitfalls I fell in is number one, um, I have to make sure that I put the time aside 
that I'm filling my heart with God's word mm. when I am not letting my stomach be filled with food. Uh, because it's, there's a difference between skipping lunch, being grumpy, and working through the day yeah, yeah. than fasting where I'm going to take my lunch break and I'm going to go for a prayer you walk, be I'm going to read scripture. Yes, It's about yeah. intention. Yeah. So I've known people where I've talked to them about fast. Oh, yeah, well, I, I, I forgot breakfast, so am I fasting? Well, I guess you could turn it into that, yeah, but, like but that your wasn't the, your, your yeah. intention wasn't necessarily yeah. to do that. And I'm not judging that, but just realize that if you really want to create space for God, it's something we do intentionally. Yeah. So. Well, and if you look at what Jesus teaches on this, um, it is, he takes it as with many things, all the way back to the heart. Like what's, yeah. what's the motivation? And so something I've had to wrestle with, and there was a period of time where I stopped fasting with that rhythm because it can't be like a hunger strike to get God to, to do, do what yeah. you want. You're and not this is not about, it's it, a yeah. thy will, not my will <laughs> situation. And so we really need to be surrendering to God in this process instead yep. of trying to get him um, kind of in line with us. It's the other way Well, and I around. think, um, which is probably why often it's connected with prayer. Uh-huh. Because you have you're setting yourself a tone for prayer where you're humbling yourself before the Lord. You're not trying to demand anything from God like a hunger strike, which is a great um, metaphor for that. But we couple it with prayer. And and I, I think that's a something that we maybe spend a second or two on, that prayer is also something that you want, I think, to incorporate in that. And that, that includes copious amounts of silence. Mm-hmm. We are not good at that in our Western culture, but silence being quiet, allowing God to work. I mean, you can certainly use um, other prayer helps, like I think ACTS, the acronym A-C-T-S, which is adoration, where you're adoring God, confession, you're confessing your sin, Uh, thanksgiving is the T, and then supplication, which is a weird big $5 word, which means just making a request known to God. Um, Those are are helpful. Um, I use the Jesus prayer. Uh, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's an ancient prayer from the Orthodox tradition. Uh, there's even, I, I don't want to throw out you know, Catholic prayer ideas, but I also use the glory be. Glory be to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And those are things that kind of set the tone mm-hmm. that this is something I'm doing intentionally for God. Um, I know I skipped ahead. Yeah, no, you're good. No, you're, you're good on that. Yeah, that's what we can. We can do that in post. Um, no, that's good. Um, and then and I'll, I'll, there's people that we respect that have written books on discipleship and, and the word picture that gets used a lot um, when it comes to prayer and when it comes to fasting is the idea of raising a sail because we can't, we can't make the Holy Spirit do anything. And it's yeah. the same way if you've got a, if you've got a ship that's sailing, we can't make the wind blow, uh, but we can choose whether our sails are up that's or true. not. And whether if God's, if God's going to move and do something really impressive, I want my life to be in a position where I can receive it. It's like making yourself and, available. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like, um, you, you know, where you, was it Mary that prayed, you know, Lord, may it be to me, mm-hmm. as you say. It's sort of this prayer of surrender, and I'm going to take what, what your will is, and it, it's okay with me. Yeah. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So maybe that, I mean, maybe that's one of the prayers that you do as you go in. Oh, yeah. Prayer of prayer. Certainly there's Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. The Lord is my shepherd. That's a great one. And then 
uh, we can't forget the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, that's and, important. Uh, Somewhere. In the yeah, Sermon on maybe, the Mount. Maybe. You know, that's uh, our Father who art. Uh, well, I, I memorized it in King James. Yeah. So our, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. You know that prayer. And I think that's in Matthew chapter 6. And it's probably echoed also in Luke 11, I think, where you get some, some uh, crosstalk between the, the recordings of that prayer. But that's a powerful one that's been used for, for centuries in the church family and, and rich rich history with that yeah well i think as we as we kind of close this up um two of the things that came up as we were talking with um our staff and our team and um stephanie and denise and one of the things stephanie kind of had on her heart as we were talking about leading our church into Mm -hmm. a season of prayer and fasting um is just being real clear about separating it from um some of the toxic issues people have around food and Mm. eating disorders or um, being just being cognizant of that yeah, and yeah. and just saying this is something kind of similar to what I talked about with the hunger strike but like why do you do this like this is us coming from a place of radical acceptance from God and this is not something we're doing to hurt ourselves so that he loves us more or to make up for bad stuff right right that we've done but just we're saying no to something in the physical world because we are just so radically accepted by our God. Um, And so this isn't something we're doing to earn access into his presence, because Jesus did that. And this is something we're doing to just exercise um, and live in our identity. And we we lean into health. So yeah, Yeah. if if there's some other health things going on or or some addictions and things like that, we want to be sensitive to that. Uh, So feel free to not fast along with us if that's what's good for your growth. And then just the Mm -hmm. idea of, of taking this week to start a year of prayer um, because we want to be people of prayer and fasting more than one week. Right. We want to be, <laughs> Should be, a we want to be people of prayer. It's yeah. like a breathing It's prayer. not a week of prayer. Yeah. We're people of prayer. Yeah. But, but also this idea of um, one of the words I'm using is extraordinary. So if you're trying to gauge, well, where do I start mm. or what do I want to do with this? Well, what would be extraordinary? you because if you pray 10 minutes a day um then what would be extraordinary is 15 or 20 or maybe even 30 if you really want to go for it or maybe maybe praying every day is out of the ordinary for Mm -hmm. you and so that would be extraordinary for you to jump in and so it's kind of like Kind of like the really good... Well, and there's some good helps out there, too, yeah. um, with, with prayer apps now on your smartphone. And we can help you with that. Um, mm-hmm. it, just come see one of us. We use uh, uh, several of them. But uh, the idea is, yeah, what, what, what could you do in this week? And I think the week is this Sunday, the 22nd of January through. Mm-hmm. We're going to celebrate on Friday. I think that's the 27th. Yep. And we're going to do a night of worship over at Adair Village um, with with uh, the village Toby team. And the crew. Yeah, and uh, and I think we're going to be in the band or something yep, like that. Will. So yeah. we'll be we'll be there to, to just celebrate together uh, what God's going to do in the year, new year. And we're going to start it with again creating this rhythm of prayer and fasting. So yeah, I encourage you to yeah make kind of turn a new leaf on that for yeah. for maybe some of us. Absolutely. So yeah. Um, yeah, once again, I guess we're playing fast and loose with the term week um, in this, but it's a it's a season. It's Sunday a season Sunday. of prayer, Ben. Yeah. Yes. No, it's good. Um, yeah, and then just another opportunity, we'll have a, at Dallas churches um, on Monday through Thursday of that week. I'll be um, just opening up the building and present to pray with you uh, or anyone who wants to come through 530 to 630. Um, there's nothing magically special about 
the the sanctuary or about the church campus other than the fact that Jesus does cool stuff around here. You're gonna wear like um, a prayer shawl? I will not have any the most special thing I will have is my special yellow oh. prayer notebook. And that's that's as oh, good as it gets. Can I come in sometime? You can. You're allowed. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Well why don't you pray us out, Ben? Pray that a blessing good. over us um, as we want to be people of prayer. Our Father and our God in heaven, you're mighty and powerful. We're, we're thankful that you allow us to approach your throne and to do it with confidence um, and trust, all because of your son Jesus and his, his life, death, burial, resurrection. And uh, Father, it's because of your son that we can get close to you. you. You promise that you're not far from any of us and that you desire to be in a relationship with us. Uh, you desire to do great things through us. And so, Father, in this moment, this time frame of prayer and fasting, we certainly pray that it would happen and create an environment for all of the year, but certainly for this five, six-day period that, Father, you would grant us the strength to give you the space so that you can can fill it. And that, Father, that we would raise our sails so that the Holy Spirit would move us in the direction you want us to be. So, Lord, as we lean into prayer and fasting, may you do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine according to your power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.